Welcome to Five Questions with Steve Moulter. That's me. Sophia Moon is an abstract painter, a musician, a loving and very conscious mother, and the newest host of Creative Mornings Boston. Creative Mornings is a pretty sweet organization that actually has chapters in 188 cities across the world, and they host monthly events geared towards nurturing creativity in the cities. Uh, Their volunteer teams not only celebrate the city's creative talent, but they also promote an open space to connect with like-minded folks. Sophia invited me to her new studio space in Charlestown, and it's actually undergoing a pretty cool renovation at the moment. And we chatted about the effects of her parents' divorce on the way she nurtures her own growing family. Uh, We talked about discovering a part of yourself in another person, combating imposter syndrome, and she even turned the tables on me and kindly talked me through some thoughts that I had about depression and perfectionism. Talk about a versatile guest. She was fantastic. Oh, and of course, she answered five questions. Meet Sophia. Well, thank you, Sophia, for being here. <laughs> I guess My you, pleasure. I guess I'm here with you at your place now. So that's, that's true. Good. That's um, true. So I was curious about your newest venture and what are, what are you doing right now? Like Which what, one? <laughs> which, <laughs> which one of one? a zillion? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, which the, one of the one, Yeah, the one in Boston that is something around mm. creativity and it happens once, once a month. Right. I think I get it. I think I know which one now. Um, creative mornings. <laughs> yeah. Creative, creative mornings. mornings. Um, you want to know about it? Yeah. Tell me, like, I'm curious because, like, I'm pretty new to Boston. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we reached out. I reached out to you. Um, yes. I've been to a few of the events. I reached yes. out to you to come be a part of it and to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to know, like, what's creative mornings to you? And, like, why are you so in love with it? And it's been, what, four years now? Four years. Yeah. I did take a break. Okay. To become a mom, right? You know that little thing called <laughs> called mommyhood. Yeah. Um, four years ago, I attended an event and fell in love with the openness of the community, um, the vibrancy. Like on a Friday morning would be the least obvious time to look forward to something, especially at eight thirty in the morning, right? So here I am. I'm. I think it was what a designer, a local designer, and just the idea of Creative Mornings. I, um, I'm a huge fan of Swiss Miss, Tina Roth yeah. Eisenberg, who's the founder of Creative Mornings. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she I haven't is. done my research, obviously. Um, tis, tis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was on her blog and reading about some cool chairs or something that, you know, she was just reveling about, you know, because she's all about simplicity and Anyway, I don't want to go into my like fandom, but um, on her page, I noticed that she had these creative mornings in New York, and I thought, this is amazing. I, maybe I need to move back to New York, or the next time I'm in New York, I'll have to check out one of these events. Um, but there was this little kind of checkout to see if there are chapters in your, in your city, And I thought, Boston, no way. I would have heard about this already. Um, But it was very new at the time. So our chapter is now four years old now. So uh, it was very young at the time, but there was a chapter. So I went, um, fell in love with the people. And again, like, who wants to jump into a photo booth at 8.30 in the morning (laughs) and, like, totally, like, jam out in the mornings? I just fell in love with that. Um, The speakers were amazing. Keith the host at the time and up until recently uh, he was just amazing his energy and I thought I just I just need to get involved yeah that's awesome and then the more I got involved the more I fell in love that's awesome and so four years I mean that's like a good chunk of change to be dedicating all that time like what keeps you going back 
you know why do you keep going back why are you so now you're taking over as host and like that's awesome so congrats it's awesome thank you i'm stoked to see your first i know i'm really excited i'm stoked (laughs) so but like what what keeps you going back you know every week every month it's the people it's the person the next cool person i haven't met is is what keeps me going back so every time I have a chance encounter with somebody who, and I, I never intended it to be a place where I necessarily went to network, you know, I really despise that word. Um, I despise, and if, if you're listening, like I really despise the whole like, hey, we're third degree connected on LinkedIn and I know so-and-so, um, and then like that's all fine and dandy but be where I'm gonna be meet the people who are gonna be where you would want to be with the energy that you would want to be a part of in the community that cares about the things you care about meet me there yeah you know I guess and not to say that a random message isn't a, a nice warm you know encounter it can be as well but usually that whole networking thing is really just bleh. It gets such a bad rap and it's like such a necessity when you're trying to find work when, you know, like me, like being in a new city. Right. But I think one of the things that I love about Creative Mornings to echo what you're saying is that when you're in that space, everyone is on the same page and we're all there to talk and to meet people and to just have fun. And I don't care about getting a job from somebody, but I care about seeing a face and I, I bumped into a guy that works at Hunt's, the uh, photography store. Yeah. And I was like, how do we know each other? And it took us like five minutes to figure out. And <laughs> it was great amazing. just to I have those to experiences, that. you know? Absolutely. So it's like, I, I hear you. And it is a very, you know, from my experience, just having only gone to two, it's just warm. Like everyone there is just like chill and like cool. And I mean, you get fed. <laughs> yeah. You get coffee and, and bagels or donuts, like great breakfast. And again, the sponsors are there because they care. Like Creative Mornings is a labor of love. It's all volunteer based. You know this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not paying you on the side, right? <laughs> like nobody's paying you. Um, oh, wait, it's really? a labor. <laughs> Darn. Um, it's a labor of love. Mm. And because of that, Everyone that's there is there because they want to be. And there's just something to that. Um, And it's about, you may not go there thinking that you want a job, but I've gotten many referrals and I've been able to connect dots for other people because of that. And not everything has become a, you know, money-making, life-changing kind of scenario, but you just don't know what seeds you're planting when they're being planted. So, so it sounds like for you building those relationships is job one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And creating a platform where community members can feel like it's theirs and that they can own it. Like I'm really excited about our next month's event Mm, and like, I don't want to let the cat out the bag too much. And we've been planning this, so you know, but our experiential components for the events, like all the cool things that we're planning for our community are by our community. Right. And that's amazing to me. Um, And then people feeling like they're making an impact. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So what's, where do you want to take it? You know, four years, good time. And like Keith did such a good job doing what he did and, and the crew that you had. And there's a lot of turnover right now. So you got like a new crew. We have a new host and you. So where do you want to go? Well, first of all, if you guys are listening, I'm trying not to take it personally that you all <laughs> left while I was like taking over. Um, save for, you know, of course, our Sarah. Yeah. Um, but where to take it, I want to 
centralize it a little more. So I know we've talked about this, right? Like really make it a force in Boston. I think the people who know about it know about it and love it, but it's not a household name. Um, and maybe that's a far reach because it is kind of niche, but if you read the manifesto for Creative Mornings, it, the last line gets me every time. Everybody is welcome. And when people say, it's funny because ever since I've taken over, like even um, I had a guy in here um, putting in our water system yesterday. And then the day before that, it was the Comcast business guys, you know? And everybody says, oh, what is this space for? You know, like, oh, um, what do you do? And I start telling them what I do. And they say, oh, man, I'm not creative. I'm not artistic. And it drives me up the wall. So I'm, I always push a little deeper. And I say, what do you mean? Everybody is creative. The second you wake up in the morning and you make yourself breakfast, the second you, you know, make yourself a cup of coffee, the second you like walk down the street, like you stack your papers a certain way, like there are things that are very uniquely you that make you a creative person. And then they'll start going into it. Oh yeah, you know, my my kid's uh, six year, sixth birthday, like we did this whole paint night for her and we spray painted in the attic. I'm like, what? Yeah, you're it's not insane. creative. Oh, Come on. But they're like, but I'm not artistic. <laughs> right. I'm not creative. I'm like, let's take this. Um, I need an MFA to be yeah, creative totally. or oh. I need to have a degree to be a mm. designer. Like I'm completely self-taught in everything that I do. And so for me, there's a, it's two sides of a coin on the one side. You're like imposter syndrome. You're like, Hey guys, I'm here. I don't think, feel like I'm crashing your party. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and on the other hand, it's like, but I'm doing it. Yeah. If you and have, you have something to point to, Yes. you have a catalog of work that Absolutely. speaks to the experiences that you have. Absolutely. What, what else is there? Absolutely. You know? And not everybody has to be a, a fortune 500 company to have made it totally for me i don't aspire to that i totally. aspire to to learn i aspire to grow i aspire to like if i'm i once heard in a podcast that um i forget which one so don't ask um, <laughs> that's fine we um, won't we won't you, quote you on it when you feel uh when somebody's doing something and you feel this like kind of hater feeling or like this jealousy this envy to like take the one grain out of it that's good it's something that you wish you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. And I, 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 so I take that and I kind of discard all of the negativity and I take that and say, well, how can I make this a part of what I do? Skillshare, DIY videos, just doing it, like just investing absolutely, in yourself, absolutely. buying materials, right. painting, whatever it is you want to do. Right? right. So I feel like I'm going on a lot of tangents, but no, this cool. is why yeah. I love creative mornings because yeah. everybody is creative. At the end of the day, um, I want that to be something that an accountant knows what Creative Mornings is because he's the guy at the firm that's really pushing everybody to think outside the box. So he attends our events. But he's an accountant. He doesn't have to be a graphic designer or know how to work illustrator. It's not necessary. Um, I also think that uh, there are so many, even within actual creatives who do create and knowingly create, um, that there, we, there are other communities we can really seep into, like the music community. Um, there's, you know, dancers. There's, like, why not? We can have more of that kind of diversity in our community. Why not pull them in? We can learn so much from all the different forms of self-expression. Absolutely. So. 
That's yeah. that's awesome. It's a long yes. No, no, that's awesome. It's thorough. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> thorough. No, no, no. It's thorough. I'm, I'm curious if we can maybe shift into the five questions sure. because I have a, I think a relative or relevant it. question. I'm like, I'm like slightly on the edge of my seat. Like, don't ask me to something. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you okay. know how you've seen them. Oh they're no, I've be, seen them. I'm like, they're oh crap, great. they're deep. Okay, the first go. question though, what's your greatest accomplishment while we're talking about creativity, but in general in your life, it doesn't have to necessarily be creative. Man, this is so personal, but it's having a family, Yeah. like a loving family unit. Um, I grew up in a broken home, okay. so every time I see my little girl or my husband like hugs her, like I'm going to cry. So every time <laughs> the three of us are together and we're like cuddling and yeah. loving on each other, yeah. this is my greatest. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So give me a minute to cry and then you can <laughs> ask me the second question. <laughs> well, I, I want to dig in a little more. I, yeah, dig. You talk about broken home. Is yeah. Children, a child of divorce, is that? Yeah, so my parents split when I was... Seven or eight, okay, something like I don't remember yeah. too closely. It was a, a I, rough time. Yeah, my parents also got divorced. Yeah. I, I think I was like ten ish. I also don't remember the very specific time. Because you're you're young and like you're yeah. learning so much else. That, totally. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever have like a feeling that you felt like it was your fault? Did you ever go through that? I think it's it's bizarre because I don't want to say it was like. Uh, Korean culture, like I'm Korean American and Korean culture, my parents were immigrants here. Um, so I was raised very Korean. I never even spoke English in the home until I got to school. Uh, sorry, I, I never spoke English at home and uh, it wasn't until I got to school. Um, so we're very traditionally raised and it's uh, not, I'm not going to lie, when I was growing up, it wasn't very kid friendly. Like we weren't allowed to like really express our feelings. Really? It was not really lovey dovey. And that's changed a lot. Um, but there was this feeling, there wasn't, um, there were, there were no soft, I don't know how it was for you, but mm. there was no like hand holding. It mm. was like, boom, it's done. Yeah. There was no, how do you feel about this? Really? Or where would you want to go? Like, you know how like a really? lot of my parents yeah. who, a lot of my friends who have like split, uh, families, they, they talk about counseling and all the soft and there's nothing fuzzy about divorce right. or breakup of sure. a family, but totally. that there was this support. Yeah. There was no support like that. So, wow. yeah, sounds and you a little were like rough. Seven, Love eight. you, mom, and you yeah, know, right, like, right. I know you guys did your best, but um, yeah, seven or eight, and there was no, net, yeah, no, no handle. Really. It's I, I felt, yeah. I felt, uh, yeah, I never. It, we like learned of it, my brother mm-hmm. and me, at the same time. Like my yeah. parents told us both at the same time. He? He's he's a little older. He's okay. three and a half years older. Yeah, yeah. That's um, significant though. At it that is. Age. He was like almost a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a big difference in the way we took it. Like I sure. was really sad and like depressed. And was he angry? He was he was angry and like dismissive. Sure, you know? sure. Um, but you know they did. The, I appreciate that you kind of tagged that. Like, hey, mom and dad, like you did the best you could. Like I feel the same. And yeah. I was lucky that my parents. And I don't know your situation, but my parents are like still friends to this day. Like they're That's cool. Amazing. They like maintained a friendship, which is That's amazing. unbelievable. And so well, we never I mean, had, they to had to go two through beautiful that, like, humans, right? It's the well, least exactly. you could do for the two beautiful humans that exactly. you created. Yeah, so exactly. it's, I feel like it's a responsibility. And, and at the, at the same time, like I know my parents respectively did the best that they could right. do with yeah. what they knew, what they had. Yep. yep. So I wouldn't have changed, like looking back, I wouldn't change my circumstances, but I mean, yeah. it was rough. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you're able to give your child not that. Yeah. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that. And I'm, I appreciate that you said it. So I don't know the way you described it gave me a really strong visual of, you know, two parents like with their child, just loving each other. And like that little bond, like to me, little, I don't say little to be diminish it, but I say little because it's like so close. It's so immediate. And it's, I don't know, it's beautiful. I, I really appreciate that. That's you know, awesome. my, f- my favorite pictures, like in my phone, are the grainy ones mm. where like it's taken like at five in the morning where <laughs> she decided to just wake up and, and hang out with us in our bed and she's half squishing our faces because she's laying on top <laughs> yeah, of us. Totally. You know, like these are photos that aren't going to go on Facebook, right? These are moments that nobody's going to see, but I cherish them. So... Well, you're ta- we're talking about love and love between a family and, and all these things. How do you define being in love with air quotes? I think being in love is discovering a part of yourself through someone else. So, I mean, according to my husband, we have this agreement where we were the only people we've ever loved. <laughs> we have no past. I love this And that kind of works for yeah. us, you yeah. know? Um, but the truth is that Anytime you feel like, or I have, I won't speak for everybody, I have felt like I was in love. Um, and there's all different kinds of love too, right? There's the friendship, there's, there's um, family, there's, and there, let's be for real, you, there's even family, there are people that you <laughs> love and connect with more than others, yeah, right? For sure. um, but that always resonated or really burned something within you because you were discovering something about yourself Mm. in that person. Um, And I think that's also why when people break up, it's really that tragic. It's because you're breaking up with a part of yourself that you identified, Mm. you know, in someone, whether it's something that you aspire to, or even if it's sometimes you're attracted to the, to the, self-justification the negativity like relationships are toxic too right you don't always fall in love with the people you're supposed to fall in love with um but i think it's because it's um somebody mirrors something to you that's really whether it's the promise of it or the actuality of it like you see something reflect back and that's and i have that in my marriage like we're so different yeah in so many ways like He likes to have all the labels like forward and everything's <laughs> got to be in place. Things are, awesome. things are like created to be in rows and like categories mm-hmm. for him. But for me, I'm like a mishmash. I actually like the spice cabinet after I've cooked, he's like, why? Why do you hate me? And for me, it's like, this is just, it's organic, it's, man. Yeah, it's Live a is, little, yeah. right? But for him, he is like uh, so. Like to mess with him, you know. Like I just, I, I'm always screwing things around just to mess with him. Yeah. Like moving the apps on his like phone. Oh my, oh my god! god drives I would be him so pissed. That's awesome and um, awful at the same time. I know, um, but you know that's love. Yeah. Got to keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a resonance with how we believe 
about the world and people in general mm. and it's like very deep rooted like when you see us you'll be like you're so different you're so night and day mm. but there's there's something that nobody could ever know yeah but the two of us that's awesome that's very beautiful i appreciate thank that. you definitely yeah In what ways do you hold yourself back? That's a tough one. Um, I know we hit on it a little bit before, but the imposter syndrome, right? So, um, for instance, I started singing at the age of 10 on stage, right? Nice. I had my first solo. Yeah. It was like amazing. But I choked entirely that first night, right? Uh, it was a side note. Whatever it happens, yeah, right? Totally. I was 10. I got over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had the show ran three nights, and by the second night, I had it on That's point. That's awesome. Um, I think I hold myself back with this. Um, and it's not even so much a hold myself back so much as. I have to push myself really hard forward sometimes. Um, because of that imposter syndrome, like, oh, I never really took voice lessons. Oh, I didn't study music, right? I didn't study composition. I didn't, uh, right now I'm, I'm not doing as much music, but I'm painting, making art, but I never went to art school. Like I took maybe one painting class in college, loved it and thought, why didn't I do this sooner? Uh, I was my senior year. Um, but now, after when I got pregnant with Ari and I realized maybe the studio and the performance life wasn't as conducive, um, I started painting more and totally fell in love with it. But I'm not trained. Like, nobody taught me how to do anything. I will read about things. I'll YouTube things. But so that I think that imposter syndrome is something that every now and again I... I catch myself like, why are you holding yourself back? If somebody gave you this opportunity because they saw your work and wanted to showcase it, why are you, why are you yeah, shying like why away? Are you, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. like the first, uh, the first time somebody um, messaged me for a commission, I was like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, and I felt like I had to give them all of the disclosures, you know, like, like a bank, you know how you get like that booklet that's yeah, like totally. all the fine print. Like I feel like I, but I, I'm not comfortable with fine print. So I had to like bold it and put it on poster board and on the billboards, like on the highway. Like I felt like I had to like over advertise those things. And I think that holds me back because like I'm wasting too much like, energy. Like what? Like saying, Oh, if you don't like it or like, or, or what? This is my first time. Oh. Or like, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, rookie mistake, oh. but you're a rookie. So how do you not yeah, know? Right? But, um, and for me, it's like, for me, I'm thinking it's in all fairness. Right. But like eyes wide open. Right. But it's not, I end up wasting energy and I, so it's not even about being honest about that. Cause I don't, I don't believe in lying about things, but there's telling people and then there's telling people, yeah, right? Definitely. There's like, no, you don't understand. You don't want to hire, you, yes. you should go to somebody else. Yes. And like when you hear that undertone, because yes. somebody feels the fear, um, that has, uh, but I've recognized it in myself. And so I fight that and I, but it's a battle because the part of me that doesn't like the the bank booklets and the five million disclosures feels like 
I just want to be eyes transparent, eyes wide open. But there's a fine line. I'm finding there is. that fine line. I, I when I started shooting because like I was I've been a musician for longest right since right. I don't know when, and uh, I earned my stripes doing that, and right. it was just the way it went. But right. when I became a photographer, which was much later in life, mm-hmm. I already had that behind me, so I was mm-hmm. able to, I could stop myself from being like I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Right, So my first professional gig, like my first proper professional gig was in Singapore and they hired me based on my material that was out there. I had never really marketed myself as a photographer, Mm -hmm. but the people who owned the company saw my work, liked it and wanted me to shoot like that. And I was like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. But I, I was really, I was clear enough with myself that I never made them under feel that way. Right. I was right. to them. I was like, Oh yeah, I got this. <laughs> but for me, I was like, like I can't do this. And I, so right. I totally understand that feeling yeah. of like, you have to understand this is my first time. I don't really know what I'm doing. And that right. I, I tell all my friends who are just starting to do these things. Never say that. Yeah, never make excuses nope. because they already saw your work. They're paying you for your work, right. not for your experience level or for right. your history. Right. Right. Like I, I had a, like a four year stint as a web, des- like web design, right? Never took a web design class in my life, but I hired a developer. Somebody said, I want you to build my company's website. And I said, uh, he said, I don't care that you don't have experience doing websites. (laughs) You seem like a smart enough person that you could figure out exactly what I, what you need to get onto this website to make it a functioning website and still up. That's awesome. It's a huge accounting firm here in in Massachusetts. First website project. See, that's legit. Like being able to just trust yourself and knowing that that person knows Like I had that same, the second gig I shot was also in Singapore, similar company owner, right? He owned different companies, he's a stakeholder in different companies. And the second one, it was like shooting the staff of a bar. So I photographed like 20 people in the span of like three days. And I was like, yo, and we were friends like enough. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never shot before. He's like, dude, they don't know that. Don't tell them that. It's not important. And so I roll in from LA. They're like, oh, this photographer from LA. Like, what have you done? I'm like, I've done some stuff. I've been around. I've been shooting for X amount of years. Fact. What I haven't, what they didn't know is that I never shot anything of substance, right? It was all like me traveling (laughs) or whatever. Or so you think, right? But it's like, it's like everything else. Yeah. and, and, And I think... Like you'll have a hundred crappy paintings before you really come across <laughs> yeah, one. There's, totally. I mean, do you think the ones hanging up in the museums of all the greats that we know now, like, the, is it their first? Everything painting, right? isn't up there. Absolutely. You know, not everyone is like. Absolutely. Most people actually are not. Absolutely. You know, and geniuses. You, that and you way. right, exactly, and like you get better the more yes. you do it. And so I appreciate those people. Like when I talk to you, I'm the same way, like self-trained. I never took learn. music. Just learn Grow. and you will get better on your right. own. And it's not better than not better than going to school and it's right. not worse than going to school. It's just a different path. It's a different path. That's it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like I have my de- my undergrad in sociology, but had I read 13 books a semester, like if somebody had just <laughs> given me the books, maybe, I mean, the guidance of a professor is always great yes. and everything, right? Yes. But, um, so there's value there, yes. but had you read the books and, and really put the time in, you right. could have formulated Maybe, opinions yeah. too. It's a very know? good like, will hunting thing to talk about, right? I walked through Bunker Hill coming over here. Like, Did you? Oh my God, uh, it's good will hunting. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I forget like how much yeah, yeah. is around, I hope you're right, just totally. right here. I know. You know? I'm 
gonna steal a question from another from a podcast. Hey, go for it. That I love. It's called On Being with um, I forget her name right now. That's too bad because this would have been really money. Anyway, um, it's called On Being, and it's a wonderful, like spiritually based okay. podcast that is phenomenal. And she asks a question generally, and I'm just gonna bite it from her. Bite it, it. It is what makes you despair, and what makes you feel hope. Hmm. Man, despair, there are a couple things that I'll just put out there. I think, I don't want to give the whole blanket political situation too much clout. I think it's um, the discord between people that it, that it brings out. Um, there are a few things. Yeah, I mean, I just... When people can no longer see the humanity in another person and all they see is the labels. So on a large scale, that makes me despair. Um, On a small scale, uh, on a more personal scale, rather with people, it's... When I see people, especially younger folk, like millennials, I love you. Like you guys are on the brink of like unleashing, as a generation, unleashing something, the the power within their generation. But when I, um, the people who are just kind of disenchanted with life and like you talk to them and you're like, oh my God, look, the sunlight. It's like so, and and you're like, oh, whatever, it's just sun. Or um, I want to travel where, anywhere. What does that mean? Like, like dig a little little, yeah Yeah. like have a little intention you know it's not a millennial thing actually it's 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 a personality thing right there Mm. are people who want to complain about their circumstances oh god i hate that right (laughs) and every time you see them it's a drain on your energy because and it's like a it's not recycled drain because drain leaves you and then that energy is gone, right? And then it's constant depletion of this like optimism and wanting to like be supportive, but you're like, just change your situation. Like there's nothing more depressing than watching people squander their life and all the opportunities they have. And it's bizarre because I grew up, I, we didn't come from much, right? I went to college on a scholarship. I did my MBA on a scholarship. I... um whatever I have is not that much, but whatever I have, I built. And the same thing with my parents. Like they came here with nothing, didn't speak a word of English and they built a life, you know? So when I see people who have means, who have, their parents have means and therefore they have means and they just don't, it drives me insane. It's like, there's nothing sadder than that. Yeah. I feel you. I feel like yeah. I've kind of been there lately and I, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my God. Cause like I recently moved back here and I've mm-hmm. been like trying to find work and went to general assembly and did that sure. UX course and it was like amazing. Yeah. And I, I just feel like sometimes I'm just like sad, like mm-hmm. depressed, you know? And like, I, I don't say that lightly. Like I've not been depressed no, in my I life for a very long time, but I feel like I'm, as I'm, as you're talking and I'm like reflecting on the last like eight months, I feel like I've hit this like patch of depression of like, yeah who am I? What am I doing? And like, I chose this. I'm very privileged to be able to quit my job, leave my shit in LA and like travel the world a little while and then settle sort of in Boston. And as you're saying that, I feel like, Oh my God, like, have I been that sad guy? That's like a drain. And like, I hope not. 
and I will have to ask my friends when I get off with this with you. <laughs> I mean, but like, we're do, not do you know besties, I mean? but like, yeah. I definitely don't get that energy from you. I know, but we don't know each other um, that well yet. So. No, that's true. That's but, true. But, uh, you know, but I, but I guess like, and I don't mean to make this about me, but like, you know, it's my it's show. Cool. So who cares? It's cool. It's going, hey. <laughs> but, like, no, no. <laughs> but like, but that feeling, I've been there before and I've been on both yeah. sides of it and I've been the drain guy and I was yeah. like that in my past life, like in high school. Sure. I remember my friends called, one of my buddies called me bitter man because of Pearl Jam's really? better man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're bitter man. I was bitter like in high school. How are you yeah. bitter in high school? And I'm so nervous that that's I'll still tell in you there how. and going to come back. Hormones you know, in high school, it's hormones, okay? And everything in high school feels yeah, that's dramatic, fair. That's right? Fair. But um, I feel like that, like, I'm nervous that that's kind of like a thing that's happening now. Hmm. You know? I don't know. I and think... I, 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 you know, uh, but, but the point is, is that I hear you when it's yeah. like when people just complain to complain, like I will not listen like it may, cause I used to do that. And so I've I know. cut people out. Yeah, I'm like I, ruthless about it oh, now. I don't have the time or the energy no, to I, mm. God, let's make something happen. I'll sit for How do we hours fix? and talk to you about making things but happen. But see, that's the drain. Because then, and I've done that where I'm like, they're like, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm like, all right, let's talk about how you can. And then you're positioning them. Right. And that's, then there's that drain. And I really hope my friends don't do that with me right now. But, (laughs) but like I'm making adjustments, I'm changing, I'm on the right path and all that thing. But it is like a matter of being able to give energy where energy is due and then to receive energy when you need it. And that's, I think a tough point as well. I think more people struggle with receiving the energy when they need to receive the energy than they have giving it. I think, you know, we recently, with the passing of Kate Spade and, you know, there's just, and it's, we live live in this culture of like depression and, and people not, for some reason, not being able to ask when, when they need, you know? So I think that that's overlooked as, as a thing. And I also wanted to say, like, I think we all go in ebbs and flows. So while I say that this is something that despairs me on a personal level, I've been there too. Like postpartum, I mean, after, (laughs) wow, there was a moment where I was like, who am I? This cannot be everything. Like I love my child with everything. I would give my life for this little tiny human that's like (laughs) running my life right now. (laughs) However, as so long as I have breath in me, I also need to know who I am, you know? It's one thing to, to give your life for something um, to death, right? Yeah. It's like seems all like dramatic and dramatic pretty sexy, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's like totally. the things movies are made of, right? That's cool. But in the not so cool movie life that, you know, that is <laughs> yeah. my real life, I need to know day to day like that there are things that I stand for that when my daughter grows up and as she's growing up even um because she comes to creative mornings here and there too right and um, when she comes into my studio space or when i'm working and she says mom what are you doing this idea that yes you are my world but my world is pretty big welcome to my galaxy (laughs) you know like welcome to the universe there's there's other things and it took a while for me to give myself permission and to not feel like a bad mom right on, because yeah. I wanted to do other things too, because I wanted to have other projects and you have to be your own person. Absolutely. Right. And to not forget that. Right. So creative mornings, like this is all really timely for yeah. me. Um, right on. six months ago, I might not have had the, 
you yeah, know, the gumption. the gumption to like take this on. It's weird but, we both yeah, just said gumption. Like, but, <laughs> Who um, says that word? I know, right? Like it's, it's old fashioned. I like old fashioned so words though. Yeah. The other day I was like, oh my gosh, look at that man's gait. My husband was like, what? His gait, the way he walks. Yeah, the way he walks. He's it, like, but awesome. nobody uses that. I actually do use that word. I use it yeah. all the time. So yeah. Right on. He, he's always making fun of me. But um, yeah, it's just, I, the timing was was perfect cool. for me. Good. But give yourself a mi- permission to, yeah. to feel the funk when you feel the funk. It's just and, been a long time. It's been months, yeah. you know, and like on and hey. off. And so when it comes again, it's like it just feels overwhelming. And it's like, oh, nobody wants to hear the same story again. Sure. You know, so I'm just trying to keep myself. Are you track, writing? I'm not. Ooh, you got to write. Well, I'm writing in my journal every night, yeah. but it's like two minutes, you know, short pieces, but mm-hmm. I'm not like properly, you know, my, I've like written a lot, like I'm not doing yeah. proper writing. Well, there's, there's proper writing. Yeah. There's, there's journaling at the end of your day. Right. And then have you ever done morning pages? I, I know of it. I just you don't do it. do it. It changed my life. <laughs> yeah. And I know it sounds so trite to say that, but it really did. Like I believe it. I started on January 3rd. It's mm-hmm. my first entry of morning pages. And I get up an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. I do my morning pages and then I paint. And that's yeah. before my child gets up. That's when everybody is sleeping. Yeah. It's still dark outside sometimes. And um, it's just freehand writing. Doesn't have to make sense. Doesn't have to be art. And there's freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how that whole like, and, and it's funny because it's, they call it like the Western meditation kind of because um, we can't necessarily like Western minds like we just don't we just, we just don't, don't silence yeah, right exactly. so the idea is go with it yeah if your mind won't stop then just put it down and let it keep going like have this like flow it's a dump free right? flow. it's a dump so it's not meant mm. to be art you gotta do it that's that's int- I'm so organized and I mm-hmm. love like my the things that I write are very much like blah 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 and then as I go it like takes form and it yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. like right yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's hard not to do that you, know okay, you gotta mean? drop it right. it's, it's the idea that whatever comes to your mind first you put down and even if it's this is stupid I'd rather be writing Which, something else who, you're right you always say that the right. first thing you do right this is dumb oh great thanks and little things that used to just bother me if I would write about it and something about it like was freeing and then I could really uncover and go deeper about what about it was bothering me then I could identify that versus so the instead of dealing with symptom. the symptoms you're dealing exactly. with the actual and and it always comes pain. down to you yeah oh, it always comes God. down to your pain your yep. history your experiences yep. and on the outside it's very easy to be like oh this person is driving me insane or if this person would only do this right but there's something about that that drives you because because something else but it sounds like and like I believe very very much in the idea that control is an illusion the only yes. thing we can control is our response to situations absolutely and you just said something that made me feel like shit I've been doing this which is hmm. the idea of oh only if this person would do x y and z right and that's very rare for me but it has come up lately yeah and I need it's to stop human, that though. shit. I know, but I I'm, it is hu- I did I it the other like day. I feel like I'm human. You know, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm I'm very much like a robot sometimes. Like I'm mm. like, no, this is this is not right. Like, but that's I, like, being so hard on yourself. But I don't, you know what I, I read, and I'm going to yeah. throw this at you. Oh God! <laughs> because I read on your Creative Mornings profile today yeah. that empathy is your thing. Yes. But if you can't empathize I, with I, yourself, you were going to say that. <laughs> if you can't, so that's because I, I struggle with it too, yeah. right? I have like this big heart for everybody yeah. else's woes. And, and then at the end of the day, when it comes down to being compassionate 
to yourself. Mm. You're like the least forgiving. Why is that? I don't know. You know and you're right. It's, it's and that's rough. what I like, do. Why do you let yourself, why do you hold yourself to this standard where you have to be the robot? I don't why? know. Why can't, why so do? you have a funk, embrace the yeah. funk so that you can f- embrace the funk, acknowledge it's a funk, yeah. look at the funk, probe the funk, <laughs> and then figure out where it's coming from. And then bring the funk. You almost gotta, lo- yeah, <laughs> drop the funk, you know, yeah, exactly. but you almost have to like, you almost have to love and embrace the funk as a part of something. Yes. It's, 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 um, <laughs> like Frankenstein or any of those, like the Grinch, like all these stories are pretty much about, you know, that, that I don't always feel like it's about a person that's outside of you. I think right. I always feel like the Scrooge, like these are all parts of you yeah. that you put aside because they don't look good. They don't mm. look pretty. And mm. you know, people don't approve right Mm. but there's something about loving them there's always like oh then scrooge has a birthday party and all his friends are there and then he like has a momentary like oh this is what life is all about you know that you you said that like embracing it like i've had this visual for me over the past year or so about like we have these like inner um like inner uglies yeah Yeah. the demons right like the the bullshit that we have yeah absolutely and you have to like sit and like have a beer with it and go right like, <laughs> and the, like the me who's like no no one's ever gonna love you right, and the me who's like right. you're not lovable and I have to right. sit with that guy at a table and go yes. hey man like why do you think look that? at him in the eye because sometimes the this. uglies want to be looked at yeah, they want to be a, they, they want to be, be recognized and then have you know? a beer right I always that's it's just, so funny because it's, it's <laughs> and then it's like we're sitting there having a beer with like the, a demon of my own and yeah. and he's like oh shit I guess yeah it's I not just felt like you weren't paying attention to me man right exactly like I'm scared man yeah I'm just scared can you just hear me like I feel like you're so stuck in like showing everybody how together you are that I feel ignored you are like this is like just saying that's me just saying I'm learning that my my last relationship I learned a lot of that of that like this she would have moments where she was like I feel like you don't ever like loosen up and I'm like a pretty chill guy so she yeah, didn't yeah, mean yeah. and like no that's chill. not what There's she like means loosen up like in there like give yeah. yourself a break yeah you're you not know? on you're not like, on display oh, right. you know it's a performer's thing too. Oh, I will tell you because I've been there. I was so, not like, for not this. to like psychoanalyze <laughs> you, but why don't you lay down on this couch right here right. and we go and talk? Oh my god! Um, no, there's something about the performer in you. If you've been mm. doing it for a long time, like as you and I both have, yeah. right? There's this element of I can't let them see me sweat. Right. I can't, I can't break down and cry in front of somebody. Like, I can't, I can't mess up this note. I gotta play mm. this right. And there is in a performance something called near like there's there is near perfection in a performance, yeah. right? I've and had, you strive had, for that, yeah. right? So when Brushes you spend so much of your time and energy striving for that near perfection, it starts to yeah. filter Creep into in. all of your life. You I've know? Had, I, I I think I'm fortunate enough to know that. I will never be perfect in performance. So like when it comes to actual music and right, literal right, right. performance, mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever, man, like it's good enough. And I do that too now with doing UX and like presenting my work and all these things. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's good enough. And I don't, you have to, and that's otherwise cool. you're iterating really, for life. Yeah. And I'm good there, but I think you're right. I think it's seeped into my being yeah. and now it shows up in my everyday actions, right? Sure. With relationships. And that's really where it shows up is obviously, I mean, all of life to me is relationships. So it shows up there versus right. in the actual performance. Like I'm right. over that. Like it's cool, man. I miss a note. No one gives a shit. Right, you right. Know, or I flub the line like when I'm presenting. Who cares? You mm-hmm. know, whatever. But say the right thing. Do right. the right thing. Yeah. Always and be, like. And be the perfect friend. Be the yes. perfect boyfriend. Be the perfect son. Be the, all these things. And I'm none of those things because right. I'm not perfect. Right. But the role Robot in you. The robot wants in me wants to, like, to be. control it all. It's like Twilight yeah. Zone. God damn. It is. Anyway. 
So, well, thank you for that. So, the last question I I'm have. I'm only charging like half price today, so <laughs> whoa, you're whoa, good. Whoa. Discounted rates. So the last question I have, okay. and it's the same that I ask everybody, okay. and it is, what will you miss the most when you're gone? That's deep. I don't think I listened to the podcast to the end. <laughs> that sounds like a last I the question. Gist. We'll move on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, one thing or like? However you want to interpret it. Whew. I mean, I think it goes without saying like, you know, my family my kid. Um, so I won't go there cause it'll make me super emotional. I think I'll miss the fall and the spring. I love when seasons change. They always, um, make me feel something symbolic about life and the different chapters. Right. But there's something about walking and the leaves crunching under your feet. I love that. Like, I'm still like a child. Like, I'm this, <laughs> I'm that person you see and you're like, is that somebody, like, is that a crazy person on the loose? It's like, <laughs> has the asylum lost someone? Like, I'm the one that's like kicking my legs up yeah, yeah, like yeah. crazy, like in like piles of, in the, pile yeah, of leaves in the piles of leaves, that's like awesome. make, completely putting them in disarray <laughs> right. after somebody's, somebody's raked them into a corner. Your so, husband probably raked them and put them yeah, in a perfect little no. pile. But he like them. knows. Now he's like, look, there's a pile <laughs> over there, but they've got to be crunchy leaves. They can't be like, like soppy, moist. Wait, ugh. Ugh. God, Gross. It's disgusting. The worst is when you think they're crunchy leaves, but yeah. then there's like soppy yeah. leaves on yes. the bottom. But I think I'll miss those like yeah. tactile things that like really make a day without being so obvious, you know? I think I'll miss those things when I'm gone because, man, this is, this is like a loaded question because it, it kind of touches on what happens when we leave, right? And I feel like I'm not hyper crazy religious, but I do believe there are spiritual forces. And I do believe that people have souls and spirits. And for me, the body is like not to get into reincarnation or anything. I don't know what I believe as far as all that goes. Uh, I think yeah. I'll find out someday, yeah. <laughs> not too soon. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but... I think that spirits move on and I think that they're present. And so I think the things that my physical body could do are the things that I'll miss, like touch a leaf, like jump in a pile, like, yeah. And smell the flowers like on a spring day or like the spring rain when it's like, Oh man. When it's like dewy so and it's like humid, but it like yeah. kind of like really just hits There's you. There's actually like, a name for that. It's called what is it? Petrichor. Stop it. I swear to God. That's the name of the smell that <laughs> happens when it first rains. Stop yeah. it. Why do you even know that? My bass player, he has a solo project. It's called Petrichor. That's yeah. amazing. I already love his project. Yeah. You it's, tell it's him It's like that. metal, so oh. I don't know what you're into. but mm. <laughs> It's a beautiful... If you like metal, it's phenomenal. But My brother loves metal. metal. But okay. Also, like electric bass. What's so that? I was thinking electric bass then. Yeah. I, I was and thinking upright bass, which is like my favorite no. instrument in the world. Side he note. play. I mean, he that guy is my bass player is insane. Anyway, but um, mm, but I feel you like that. That's yeah, that, so crazy. That's it. I've never. I I don't believe. I'd have to double check all my mm. interviews, but I don't think I've ever had anyone put it so 
poignantly as far as saying huh. because the spirit. Do I win a prize? Spirit, <laughs> I'm just you kidding. get to you get to hang out with me more. Yes. Um, the, the because the spirit moves on, like you'll miss the physical things. Like I, I've never, I don't recall hearing it said that way. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's what are we leaving behind, right? Really, I mean, the material things. I mean, we don't take those when we go. But I think it's a, it's gonna be those alive moments. You know, like when when your the tip of your nose is so frozen on a winter day that you're like, I can't even feel it. Like those sensations. I think I'll miss. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Check us out at fivequestions.me, the Apple Podcast Store, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for your support over the years. It, it truly means a lot. Take care. <laughs>